Welcome to Hachzeik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Shalom, everybody. We are back. Another Hachzeik. This is going to be Tuesday. And this is page 122, uh, day 36, Mishnah Yadal in Parak You should always be shocked. Shocked means to push yourself, be diligent in learning Torah. And know what to answer to somebody who's an Apikaris. He's going to explain to us what this Apikaris is. So let's see. That you should set yourself to be able to learn Torah in day so that. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, you would figure you'd learn your Torah Lishmana, but one of the things is, is that to know what to answer in Apikaris. Because if you don't answer, if you don't answer according to what he's saying, according to his lies he's trying to spread, then the world will learn from him. And they can end up drinking from his evil waters because they're going to see that he's bested you. So it is L'Shem Shemayim. That's his point. His point is, is that if you don't learn in order to answer not be curious, so then the Chil Hashem that can come from it will be a lack in Kavod Shemayim. And so by you learning how to answer, is going to be seriously a very massive Kiddush Hashem. Fascinating. Rabbi Niyayin over here says, we're talking about over here in Apikaris, specifically in Torah Shabbat And also those who learn Shalai Kalacha. And this Lashen of Apikaris is Lashen of somebody just made his life Hefker. Somebody's made his life completely um, without having uh, any kind of values, without having any kind of structure. Now, this is interesting because with Rabbi Niyayin Gant, that we're talking about somebody in what you shouldn't know what to answer somebody in Tarish Then that's not it. You know, it could be that I, I'm just making this up right now, but it could be in the time of Rabbi Yaina that the Tarish was under attack. But Tarish was there anybody who was mamish denying that there was an Abish to then to the point that you even needed to have a conversation with them? I wonder. Yeah, I wonder what the world was like. You know, the world was definitely so filled with religion back then that it wasn't that you had to defend the Old Testament. I mean, back then, the world was being ran by and large. The kings and everything else were either Christian or Muslim. That's the way that they were. And so the Old Testament was something that was quite safe. So Rabbi Yain over here is explaining to us that the apicarsis that they had to deal with was the next step. Was the interpretation of the Torah Shabbat and how you go about it? Nowadays, uh, could very well be talking about Torah Shabbat and Torah Shabbat. I would uh, definitely tell everybody if you want uh, online. There's an incredible debate. Rabbi Daniel Rowe, um, who is the head of the H branch, I believe he's still the head of the H branch in in, in the UK. A brilliant, brilliant scholar of a rabbi, really something. And um, he has a debate against one of the head atheists of today. Uh, this head atheist is known as one of the four horsemen of the atheists, you know, the world, the fifth horseman they call him. And um, really, Rabbi Daniel Rowe does such a phenomenal job. Uh, I played it for, for the guys in my class for them to see. And that, in my mind, was such a kid of Shasham, to see how he goes about it, to see his explanations. It was really something fascinating. Okay. And know 
in front of who you're putting in all your toil. Know that they're and when you're going back and forth with the Zapikars, and so here Rabbi Yaina is saying that Vidal if Amel is a continuation from this first statement of the Abikarsis. When you're going back and forth with the you gotta be careful. That you gotta be careful to not be pulled or swayed into his direction. Say, oh, that's a good point. Oh, I never thought. No, no, no. no. If you're going to be going into this fight, if you're going to take up this battle, you have to go in putting to know who you're standing in front of, that you're standing in front of Hashem, and that you know, Taka, that there's Hashem the whole time, and that you know that without a question that what you're coming in with is the correct values and the correct Torah to be able to fight with. And with that, you come, and with that, you um, ultimately win against the Apikaris. And then, and when a person is pushing himself in Torah, a person should be so delighted with it. And now he says, we see the Torah says, and now he talks about the amount of Hashem, his enjoyment in Torah, the amount of our own enjoyment in Torah. And to be honest, I, I just my understanding over here is, and it's very interesting, I would tell my students all the time, that in the end of the day, you want to know what the proof is of Torah Shebechtav, Torah Shebechtav, after going through all the highfalutin, different ideas, age of the universe, yeah, evolution, niche evolution, uh, to talk about oh, where does basic morals come from? If you're saying they're all made by a mistake and a big bang, so there shouldn't be any kind of morality whatsoever. That's an argument. Um, another argument is the impossibility, the mathematical argument. Another argument is Terumisinai did... Uh, three million people lie, and we're did you have all these different beautiful arguments of the Torah being true, the four different animals that it's a there are all these amazing arguments. But you want to know in the end of the day, what is it that's going to win? Have him sit down and learn some Torah Shabbatha, have them have his Lajan Tishta the enjoyment of it. When you sit and learn, all the Svegas go away, you see the endlessness of Torah Shabbat. You see how any starting point, any port of entry that you get into Torah Shabbat, you end up going off into a world that you can't possibly imagine how vast it is. It starts with the Gemara and a question. It starts with how Rashi understands it. And then it goes into how Tesis disagrees with it. And then it goes into all the other Rishonim's understanding it. Then it goes back to seeing that you didn't understand Rashi's mouth because Rashi understood what all the Rishonim understood and still said what he said. And why? Because there's another Gemara. And then there's a Rambam. And then there's a steer in the Rambam. And then all the Achroinim throw everything that they have in it. And then you go back to understand that you didn't hop the Rishonim, you didn't hop the Gemara. And then you have to learn it all from the beginning all over again with everything else that you had. And then you finally start to get, now that could take days sometimes of Aravanya, as they say. And there's nothing as enjoyable as that. That's just incredible. And you think, this was just two lines. This was just two lines of Gemara. We have volumes and volumes of this. And it's endless. That can't, that's not human. It's beyond. So he's trying to explain to us that in the end of it, you want to make sure that you're not thrown by the Abikaris' 
by his arguments, that is good for it. When you know, when you've learned yourself and you know what you have, then you're never going to be swayed by anything uh, that he has to argue with. And then finishing off the Mishnah, and then the and that know that there is a Baumalach over here that is going to pay you. Now, he says, obviously, we know, like we've said before, that you're not supposed to be there to be somebody who gets paid. So how could it be over here that he tells us that the Baumalach is Neman to pay you your work? One second, pay me my work. Didn't you tell me all the beginning of Pirkei Elvis that we don't do that? That we don't go about it that way? So we, therefore, he tells us, So he says, first of all, you're allowed to think about it. Why? Because the eight hour is going to push you while you up late at night. Why are you getting up early in the morning? Why are you doing all these different things? And so to be able to have the answer, to be able to have something to look at and to be able to say, because I love myself, I'm getting paid from the Abishta. This is what I want. That he tells us is allowed. To know that there is a Baal Melachtacha who's going to be paying that is something. He tells us the second thing is, is that if a person is doing it out schar, okay, that's a problem. But if the schar itself helps you to understand part of the godless of Hashem, to talk about Olam Haba, to talk about the Gemaras, to talk about the Oitzeres, that Moshe Rabbeinu saw what's going to be for Tzadikim Lasad Lavai. And to know what the Sechar is to talk about, the godless of it, that brings Ahavas Hashem, that brings Kiddush Hashem, that would be a lot as well. All right, everybody, have a wonderful day. You have been listening to a Shir by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily share, please visit hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.